0: Bring 'em out, bring 'em out, bring 'em out, bring 'em out. It's hard to yell when the
1: barrel's in your mouth. Woo! Bring 'em out, bring them them out Bring 'em out, bring out. Bring em out, bring them out. Bring em out bring a football fiend, the championship run deep in our vein. The entertainment, rolling real, cause it's all in the game. To us, you know around the city doing it better than this. Just say, look at this. You can look around who better than this. Nobody. Your team, the Blazers, the Knicks, the Wizards, the Clippers, the Patriots, the Cowboys, the or Cowboy, Cowboy. the Titans, the Chickens. <laughs> USC, Gamecock, Shamrock, know what it is, man. Triple left a new podcast. Just join the game plan. Come uh-uh. uh-uh. Bring them out, bring them out. Out, Welcome
0: to the Fantasy Football team Podcast out, with your hosts Zay, Young Vander, and Rojo. What's poppin' good people? Welcome back to the best fantasy football podcast on the air the fantasy football fiend podcast presented to you by manscaped i'm your jose the fantasy football fiend himself i got my bros with me holla at the people young van fantasy Fiends, what's going on out there and i got my guy bro joe holla at him bro what's going on fantasy Fee family yo we got a great show in store for you today we are going to talk about a few landing spots for some of the big name or the rumored players that are to be on the move i talk about a little bit about how we'll feel depending upon where they land also join us on facebook at the fantasy football fiend f-e-i-n fantasy football fiend family facebook group now let's go right ahead and hop into your news
2: and now your fantasy news
0: all right so let's go ahead and get the party started with our quarterback news uh first and foremost we talked about Tom Brady you know, taking over a little bit of a ownership stake with the Raiders. What we didn't talk about is the possibility that if Jimmy Garoppolo can't get back to form after the foot injury, right now the NFL is having internal conversations over whether or not this guy will be able to be part owner as well as player. So how close to reality do we think that it may be for Tom Brady? to come back and actually be a quarterback. For the Las Vegas Raiders, do we think that the NFL, first of all, is going to allow it? There's a couple of things that I kind of thought about, like if I'm the owner and I get paid based on revenue, I can kind of make money by not paying myself very much money and almost be like a free player, Like, I'm um, almost be like stealing a player in Madden from a team forcing a trade or something like, like it's it can get kind of sticky. I, I don't know how I feel about it. Um, have you guys heard anything about this news? And do you think that that's a possibility? that they may actually let this ride?
2: I mean, I wouldn't rule it out 100%, uh, but in order for him to be able to play, there would have to be a vote by the other 32 NFL owners. Approximately maybe 24, something like that, would have to agree in order for it to go down. So your competition pretty much will kind of be in control of this whole thing as far as if they would allow it or not. Uh, it's going to be really up to the rest of the owners if they will allow him to play quarterback while being the owner. And then another thing is I mean, yeah, this would be different. You know, you speak on like pretty much playing for a minimum, but it really won't matter as the season going on because free agency is going on. I think that would be cool, you know, before free agency starts in the offseason. Then you can sign all these players because of the cap space. But being that the season may be closer to starting, it's not going to be a whole lot of meat on the bone as far as bringing in these top tier free agents.
1: I'm personally not really reading into it. Like, I I think obviously you're going to have a, a stake owner – uh, for the Raiders, but I don't see him playing for the Raiders this year. Like, you know, a business side of it, like a, the NFL side of it, I'm going to have someone who's an owner and a player. I think if the NFLPA would agree to something like that, and like you said, as well as the team, that makes sense. But we know, like, Antonio Brown do it, like these, you know, these minor leagues, but we've never seen anybody in the MLB do no, it. No, Antonio Brown
0: was supposed to do it, and then he decided not to show up. We'll talk about that in a second, though. <laughs>
1: You know, we haven't seen like an M- somebody doing an NBL, well, no, because then uh, what wasn't it um MJ who did it with the Wizards, or he did it? You know, like remember he came back, he played on the Wizards, well, and then he. Yeah.
0: But he never he was never part owner of the Wizards though, just okay. the Hornets, I believe. So when he came back, I don't think he had made that uh, ownership purchase out of the Charlotte Hornets. And right. you definitely can't be the owner of one team and play for another. I can definitely see all kind of issues going on with that. But now in, in MJ's case, he came back after his little hiatus. And then it it wasn't until he stopped playing for the Wizards uh, for a few years, actually, that he ended up owning
1: Charlotte. But that's look at what you know the precipice of. We haven't seen it in in any major sport. I don't think it's going to happen in NFL. Wouldn't that be nice if you could just own a team and then you can you literally make the decisions from an organizational standpoint and a player standpoint. Somebody drop a pass. Somebody do something you don't like. You get in a disagreement with somebody. That kind of leverage, like let's say. That's what he'll be thinking, or but I'm just saying, like if I was to think it's a reason as why not to do it, like why, why I'm gonna have Tom Brady doing that. Like, nah.
0: Mm-mm. I feel you on that, and the only the only thing that came to my mind is it really doesn't matter, and the reason that it doesn't matter is Tom Brady is the only guy that I could think of that would even ever be in a position to have enough money to be an owner and actually be good enough at football to also be a player. It's only a handful of guys that have enough money to be an owner. There's also only a handful of guys that are good enough to be an NFL player. And when you mix that handful, most of these guys, even that are in the NFL, won't have enough money until their career is just about over. And they're looking to retire anyway. How many people do you know that want to play football as long as Tom Brady has done it at this point anyway? So I think this would this wouldn't be kind of like, quote unquote, open in the floodgates. It'll be more like okay we're making an accommodation for this one team and for this one guy because who else is going to be close to 50 years old still being able to play nfl football so it'll be interesting to see if there's any dust up about it or if this is just kind of like a new off-season news story to get us through brock purdy is looking good in his return to throwing so although we've heard news that trey lance has been getting the first team reps and Sam Darnold has been sticking with the second team, which I thought would be the most important part of this story thus far. But the more important part is Brock Purdy is out there making it look like Trey Lance and Sam Darnold both are going to be holding clipboards this year unless there's a trade that takes place. Um, If he can show that, you know, he'll be good to go. Maybe they don't mind necessarily moving on from lance or donald and then just having you know maybe like a matt ryan or somebody come in to be the emergency guy or whatever the case may be but it's looking good for purdy so far how do we feel about the 49ers situation uh, i think just stand by
2: don't want to really read into too much now i mean of course you're gonna only want to hear positive things I've, I've never heard a negative thing come out of camp by any player it's gonna always be uplifting, upbeat things like that uh, as you get closer to the season starting I think we have more of a clear vision of this whole thing because it's just because he started throwing doesn't necessarily mean he'd be ready for week one. He could be ready for week one. Just never know. I think it's some just a monitor for now. I don't see them making any moves as far as trades with the new roster thing, the new roster rules in the NFL. I think they're going to carry all three quarterbacks. I think anyone's going to get moved uh, going into the
1: season. Yeah, I definitely agree with everything that Vander said. Like, I think, you know, we can't get a little too caught out there when it's just, you know, May. Like, I, you know, when it's in the thick of July, August, you know, during the time of training camp and preseason. And honestly, in the sep- the first weeks of September is where you can really gauge what's in stone. What I did like from what we took away from it is that the A committed to him resuming his job once healthy. But I like that he was also, you know, he was keeping it real. Like, you know, I think out of all these statements is like, you know, Kyle was wanting to say all these great things. We just heard the GM say a bunch of good things. But Party was like, man, well, you know, we'll see. You know, I'm about to go throw with my, you know, my my guy, my 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 trainer, and I'm gonna get right and then I'm gonna come up in here and we're gonna keep going. He didn't put a timetable on it. I, I it's it's good as a guess. I like that, you know, maybe he just being passive about it. Maybe, you know, we I I wanna see just like Vander said, i rather, but I, you know, I'd rather just see it when it happens but you, you gotta like that they're committed to this guy I thought it was a joke like oh they're gonna just go on with him but they said it's his job when well, he healthy so we just gotta wait
0: and Rodgers is still dealing with that little bit of a calf issue but to date his new team his you know his his new partner is indicating that everything is going just fine and that they see none of the flaws that the old partner saw and He's just been on his best behavior and everything's going to just be splendid. Apparently all Aaron Rodgers needed to act right is to get away from his ex who didn't really like him that much anymore. And he wasn't that fond of anymore uh, himself. So maybe that change of scenery kind of put a little bit of fire back under Aaron Rodgers. I can't remember the last time he went to OTAs and didn't complain about it or didn't have the, like Vander just said a couple seconds ago, you don't normally hear too many (laughs) sob stories coming out of camp unless they're coming from or about Aaron Rodgers these last couple of years, actually. But yeah, it looks like he has a renewed sense of purpose, if you will, a renewed sense of commitment there in New York, do we think that everything will continue to go um, the plan or or do we think that Aaron Rodgers will go back to being Aaron Rodgers? He's just waiting for the, the time for his actual personality, if you will, to show back up. I'm, I've seen this a thousand times with the, you know, the new relationship where, you know, some of the mistakes that you made before, you're just trying to avoid. And the next thing you know, you back to being you. So um, how we feel about this whole AR situation here?
2: I think it'd be fine. I mean, let's think about it. It's the New York Jets. They're not used to having very pretty women. Right. Um, right. So when you're a guy, you know, and guys can maybe can admit to this. You put up with a little bit more from a more attractive woman than one Facts. that's less
0: attractive. Right. Facts. All right. So <laughs> Ann Rogers
2: is an extremely attractive woman. To the Jets. I mean, these guys haven't had a good quarterback since Joe Naiman. have not been to the said.
0: playoffs since 2010. So just it, so we're keeping this in perspective
2: so here. So, if it's not They've fine, been selling
0: for a long time.
2: Even if this pretty woman shows her behind, they're going to put up with it. She could be nagging. They're going to put up with it. You know what I mean? So, I don't think as much to see here. I mean, of course, it's the honeymoon period. Everybody's on their best right, behavior. yeah. But this team is going to win some games. And, you know, winning, all, winning cures all. So, I think as long as they're winning games, I don't think there'd be too much of a problem here. And he has some of his friends there. I mean, think about it. He got Cobb there with him. He mm-hmm. brought in some guys that he wanted. So, I think Lazard's there with Lazard, excuse me. Right. So, I think those guys kind of made it, you know, made it more comfortable for him. And uh, Nathaniel building. Hackett, the OC. Right. So, everything is, everything is laid out for him. So, I think he'd be fine. He's moving around New York, you know, getting to know. The places, the areas. I mean, he's hanging out with Sauce Gardner. So out of all people, it's it's, it's refreshing because if you've seen it, it's a tale of two cities. To live in Green Bay and to live in New York, <laughs> day and right. night, You know what I mean? So right. I think he got some a, a newfound new uh, life. I guess you want to call it. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense.
1: Yeah, I honestly can't go by the off season with with Aaron Rodgers. I think he's in the the best situation to to not have any. You know, to not become that other person. But, you know, I want to see what if the team doesn't play the expectations? What if the defense can't, you know – you know get them the ball you know where the offensive line is and block him i think air Rodgers is great throughout the the off season and in the start of the regular season you know and that's a competitor i don't really think he's i mean we know he has bad traits but as far as his character doing you know as far as football he's one of the he's just a competitor man he wanted the best mom to, to sling the rock but we all seen when people ain't catching the ball when, you know when the games that's important, and he also played in another market. Let's also get that twisted. When you in Green Bay, the expectations were what they were. They had you know Holmgren to to now. They had a great run. You know what I mean. But in New York, it, the leases are, are way shorter. That market is way shorter. And I don't think the first year, because you know it's the, the you know the boot up you know period of the the, the arrangement, but. He got to produce. And that, and that's not just a playoff, but playoff wins. Like you sign into that team is Super Bowl aspirations, regardless if he's saying it. John, Willie John, the owner itself, we already know what kind of owner he is. It's time for him to just kind of take that team to win, honestly, and take them to a Super Bowl. We'll see during the season if it ever arises, his old self
0: that's something to talk about. I completely agree with you. Um, it's just going to take that one incident that instinct kicks in versus you remembering that you're a new person, if that makes sense. So, <laughs> but yeah, I can see it. I can see it. Uh, Jimmy G, so we talked a little bit about Tom Brady in Vegas and how that can all work out. The reason that that may work out that way is because. The Vegas Raiders and in their infinite wisdom, when they gave this three year, $72 million contract to Jimmy G, there was a clause that would allow Vegas to release him without penalty if he's unable to pass a physical due to his surgically repaired foot. So it sounds like Vegas was already in the know when they signed him. This foot was going to have to be surgically repaired. And they basically let him know up front, like, hey, we're not going to be stuck with you being here if you can't do the job that we're hiring you for. So that fractured left foot that he had early last December still giving him a few issues. And this is going to be the crust of. Whether or not it's even an opportunity there for Tom Brady to have the option of being a part owner and quarterback. As far as Garoppolo is concerned, it's interesting because he's never been the healthiest of quarterbacks, even prior to this newest injury. I kind of feel like the odds of him taking a little bit longer than normal to get back right is apropos. He's never really been, I don't know, Vander's alluded to with several different players. You know, you have those quick healers, if you will, but he's never really struck me as a quick healer or someone who will be able to avoid injury going forward. Now that the Raiders know that Tom Brady could possibly be an option, does that make it even more likely that they go ahead and say, well, we don't even know if we want to test your foot. We're just going to go ahead and let you go. So, and, and I think that'll be the first domino to fall. If that domino falls, then the groundswell for Tom Brady, giving it one more go is going to become ridiculous. you guys have any faith in Jimmy G at all as far as this injury or any other injury that might pop up?
2: I mean, he didn't pass the physical when he signed him. That's the
0: thing. Right.
2: Um, So <laughs> they, they already knew, you know what I'm saying, going in, they was playing with, let's call it house money. They know, hey, if it don't work out, we cut him. There's no love loss. But the real question is, out of these other owners in the league, I mean, this is a competition at the end of the day. How many owners are actually going to say, you know what? Sure, you can have Tom
0: Brady. Let him be your quarterback. Or would they rather see? The ones that think that they're not going to win anyway and they just want additional revenue to share? <laughs> that's the only ones that I could think that would say yes. Because yeah, I was just thinking that before you said it. Ain't no way I'm saying yes to that.
2: Yeah, but are there 24? You know, I think, because I think the numbers, the magic number is 24. Are there 24 oh. owners that's going to fill that So
0: this ain't no half and half thing. This no, is no, the- no.
2: No, it's a little Mass more than majority. half. Yeah, because if you mm, if it's a competition, okay. I'm not sure. I'm, tr- I'm trust me, I'm pretty sure the Broncos, <laughs> the Chiefs,
0: de- 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 the division. Chargers. De-
2: I'm pretty sure those guys would say no. You play with Brian Hoyer, okay? Basically, you know what I'm saying. Uh, Let's see how that yeah. works out. Play with Aiden O'Connell or something like to to put Tom Brady back in the league. I mean, it's good for the league, yeah, but this is a competition at the end of the day, so. You got to get those guys to sign off on it.
1: I really don't know what Garoppolo, right? I, I, you know, I think I, I like him as a quarterback uh, when he's healthy because I like how he plays, which is weird enough. I just, I think this is just poor by the Raiders. I just, I just, the Raiders just suck. Like, I just don't understand, like, you know, to think that the Panthers went from what, the ninth or 10th pick to one to get them a quarterback. Dude, you was at seven during the draft. Why yep. don't we go out and go get, go get the CJ Stroud? Because we knew Houston was looking to, to possibly move back, we knew that they was looking at different options. Why don't you make that move to secure their future? Because, so yeah, I mean, not even necessarily
0: the future. What about the guys that were out there and available that are your, your your mens shoes of the world? Your, you know, the guys that let us get him and Jimmy G just in case Jimmy G can't go, like whoever that guy may be. Like, why why would you? Wh- Come on. Like,
1: like, I don't know. I don't know. So like you said, that organization. The, the stadium center even left the building. I'm not trying to say that he's starting yeah. this league, but at least he knew that he did well in those few starts to say, hey, let's see if we can carry this on. Because it seemed like it's a, it's a sweepstakes for the top quarterback next year, and they just going to roll out genuinely whoever this year, and they know they're going to have to get the top quarterback next year. I think that's what it is. But and, the thing they, about
2: they also that spent, is... They also spent a 35th pick on a, on a tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, Correct, yeah. I think they... uh, What what what, what round did... Uh, well, I know the round, but what pick did uh, Hooker go in?
1: He went was, uh, th- third round to the Lions.
2: So, you know I mean? There, I think there was still some guys out there that, you know, you could have bring in a quarterback. Even though they did draft one, I thought they could have got a better one. You know what I'm saying? But, um... Hey, I mean, still some guys out there, I guess. I mean, it's a couple of uh, stragglers
0: still out there. Yeah, you got your Matt Ryan's (laughs) of the world. Your um, Teddy Bridgewater may be available. Somebody like that, you know. Like, why would you? (laughs) Why would you let it get this far, knowing that you didn't have a guy like Jimmy G was going to get hurt before he got hurt, and and he still. Your job is on the line this year. I don't know how long of a lease you think you got in Las Vegas, but um, yeah, there's several coaches and players, especially now that, well, actually, does it give you a longer lease if you're Josh McDaniels, not at Tom Brady as part owner? Because there's a it heck does. of a relationship there, so maybe that's yeah. why he wasn't too yeah. worried about yeah. it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense.
0: <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Cause like, like it, if that's Tom's guy and Tom's going to be the voice in the room to everybody else that's saying we should fire him, saying no, trust me, this well, is the guy you want
2: on well, your well, office. Let, well, let's not get too too caught up until Tom Brady is the owner, because he let's be clear, he's a minority. No, that owner. part's
0: well, right, right, well, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah so yeah, he yeah, yeah. he doesn't <laughs> own a huge percentage of the Raiders. Like, yeah, it's a small percentage. You know what I mean? It's still, you know, uh, Mr. Davis is still the guy. You mm, know right. what I'm saying? So. Let's not buy too too much into that, you know what I mean? But uh, but I'm pretty sure his voice will be, you know, you know heard, I
0: guess. It got to be. Like, while, if you the Raiders, why why would you bring in that type of – it's like um, the Hornets bringing in Jordan and saying, but you can't be a participant in any basketball decision. Although Jordan yeah. was a uh, majority owner, not minority. So that does play a role as well. But I don't think you bring in a football guy unless you're actually going to listen to some of the things that he has to say. And when that guy is already buddy-buddy with the head coach, I think that gave Josh McDaniels a sigh of relief. Uh, because all the, all the while, remember, the scuttlebutt before was that Miami was the team that he wanted to be part owner of. So I don't know if McDaniels being there actually may have played a part in him choosing that team as well. So, you know, if, if, there's a lot of things to look if at. They didn't really hurt want, them. If they
2: really wanted to be, you know, sneaky about it, and, 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 and really stack the box. I mean, he could have went there as a free agent, play for the veteran minimum. If you still want to do a deal to be a owner for the first year or so, put it in your parents' name. Put it in somebody else's name. You know what I'm saying? Put it in somebody else' name. Play as a player, and then once you retire, switch it back over to yourself. You know what I'm saying? And avoid all those things. But that's what I would have did. I mean, could have really, you know, it could have been more in your favor, because if you get a guy like Tom Brady playing for a league minimum, right? Because he don't need any money right now. He could play for the league minimum, a million bucks or whatever.
0: I think the the NFLPA would step in. They they were pissed off when he was taking a partial pay cut because it messed up everybody else's money. But there's nothing you can I, do I, about
2: it. You can't tell me what to play for.
0: What I agree to, my uh-huh. terms are my terms. I agree, but I just I don't. I, I think I know there are ceilings, but I think there may be minimums as well. Like that would just be. That would almost be cheating at that point. If you can just say, hey, if you want to play with Tom right. Brady and you take the minimum, you, you might get right. a ring with him. Let's, let's right. do this. But that's what
2: people do. It wouldn't be
0: the first in, time, though. So. Yeah,
2: people do this all the time. Look at look how many people in the NBA take the, the minimum to go play with LeBron yeah. James or play with someone. They feel like they can get an opportunity to win a ring.
0: Like, we've seen that in the NFL, but just not at quarterback.
2: All right. That's the one position so, yeah. that's so important that if that person decided to do it, wow. You know?
0: Yeah. Because what argument did you have for every other position at that point?
2: Right. Well, that's another reason why teams like the Jets are able to spend so much money this year. Because uh, a guy like Aaron Rodgers, you know, he put it to the back, the back end. Like, Correct. He's not making no money this year. But he's going to make a whopping like $100 million next year, you know what I mean, for one year.
0: So. And he'll probably end up pushing that back too. Like, yeah. he'll cash that in when he knows that he no longer needs that cap to be what it is for him to win. Because right. right now, he's in that I don't care – how much money goes into my pocket. I'm already rich. I just want to make this new relationship look a whole lot better than the past one. So I'm going to do what I got to do to sacrifice to make it look like it was them instead of me.
1: Right. But also too with Aaron Rodgers is that once, you know, this season, the Jets are bringing bring in so much money. They can give him that 80 True. million next off season. No problem. they I mean, like, look, we ain't got it this year. We don't have Zach Wilson, Mike White. Give me, all, give me a full season. I'll give you that 80 mil in the offseason. He's like, oh, okay. And that, that's as simple as done. He ain't helping them out. He just, he just knows come March. Taking the can down the road.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Lamar Jackson, um, he's expecting there to be a lot less running with the new OC. So he has expressed as much this past Thursday. He's liking the direction that the team is going in, which was a part of the reason why he decided to go ahead and put pen to paper. They have revamped the offense as far as his weapons are concerned. Obviously, he has Odell Beckham now. He has Zay Flowers. Uh, Bateman is supposed to be healthy again. Um, just those moves gives him much better weapons than he's had in the past. The, there's still rumblings about some other moves that can be made. But um, as of right now, it's looking like Lamar and the Baltimore Ravens are going to be doing things a little bit differently this coming year. Now, my question to you guys is, does this help or hurt his fantasy status? Because if we're saying it's going to be less running, is that the same as you know how we feel about when coaches say you know a running back is going to get less carries? Like you were getting 25 and now you're getting 22 and that's less, so I didn't lie. Or do we think it's going to be significant enough that now you're not running enough to be worth your salt as far as the type of QB you are, as far as fantasy is concerned, or do we think that this thing is going to just kind of even out and he'll end up being about the same, just getting his points in a different way than he was getting them before.
2: If you think, let's say if it's his MVP season, it's probably going to be less than that uh, because I mean, you, look at, you're not going to get a quarterback running for a thousand yards. That's one thing, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, and, and that many touchdowns, I think his. Amount of touchdown passes will go up, but even with that going up, turnovers going to go up as well. He's going to run a little less, so I'm going to say less. I think he's a little less more. Um, I ain't going to say important, but dangerous as far as fantasy is concerned. I mean, still Lamar Jackson, he still can take off and run, but the right. number of carries will decrease significantly. In this type of offense is all about passing the ball around. So.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of think, honestly, I mean, we just seen Jalen Hurts run for 760 yards and throw for nearly 3,700 yards. I think that's well in play for Lamar to do the same thing. I just think it won't be uh, the first thing he's going to do is run, but he's going to be able to be more efficient because he's going to have a whole offense on his disposal. What I liked about uh, Todd and him being at Georgia and seeing him at Georgia – He's had one of the top rushing offenses, and then he turned around and had one of the top passing offenses in college football in just the turn of a season. Even though Lamar didn't have all the say in the world, um, this hire, he sat in the process with an interview with the Monkey. And so I think for him to kind of, they already have visualized this long before that this is going to be the fit, what kind of offense this was. And I think Lamar's been ready to pass, to be more of a passer too. So I think relative to, to fantasy, going back to what I said, we just seen Jalen Hurts do, be, do it. I think we see it the same way. And I'm not worried about turnovers because one thing we can say about him before his injury, I don't think he. I forgot how many interceptions he threw. I don't think he threw many uh, before injury. Like he was held, he was really con- uh, not having many turnovers as far as interceptions. Uh, early part of the season, he was really disciplined. I think Monk is one of the people who's going to coach around him, but they're not going to take away that running threat. I just don't think he's going to be able to play outside of the offense. This is going to ask him to be an actual quarterback, but they're also going to exercise that ability to run with better RPOs, better um, ways to get him the ball, and to naturally still attack the the defense uh, every week. So I still like him to be a top quarterback. We
0: officially have a battle going on in Indy. Coach Shane Stetchen told reporters that um, he's seen some very important steps in the evaluation of one Mr. Richardson, and he's indicating right now that he's getting half of the first-team reps. The beautiful thing about that is with those first-team reps, he's made some huge plays. Um, the quote is some next-level stuff is going on out there, and as of right now, it's looking like by the time week one rolls around, um, according to head coach Shane Stetchen that Anthony Richardson looks like he's going to end up being the guy. He's actually doing a few things in practice that he didn't really show in college that he had the capability of doing or a couple of the passes, um, either partially his fault or the pass catcher's fault just didn't get caught. But It's looking like he's doing his thing in camp right now, so that'll definitely be a battle to watch. Questions, comments, concerns, emotional outbursts as far as the QB situation in Indy?
2: Here we go. (laughs) Everybody, relax. Calm down. It's May. Again, camps are going to give out good news. No one is going to say, oh, man, we made a horrible decision. We just drafted this guy. Uh, Why do we do this? He's out here throwing the ball in the stands you're not going to hear that. You're going to hear all the good stuff. It's all going to be encouraging. This guy was drafted to take over. He's a franchise quarterback. He's, he's he's been drafted to take over this position. I just don't think it's going to be right away. So I mean, he's it's not he's getting all he's not like he's getting all the first team reps. He's splitting them. So with that, that says a lot as Same well. Thing so thing
0: we said last week with the 49ers,
2: when but it's Sam Darnold it, and Trey Lance were split. Yeah, but you're talking about veterans. We, this, these are all veterans. This is a rookie. So it's different. You know so it's, it's a half glass full empty type thing people think oh he's getting half the reps then then that means trouble for something no the if the guy that's supposedly the backup is getting first team reps that says a lot as well i mean i, I bet you like in, in uh in houston or something it's probably not much of a split you know what i'm saying like certain teams they probably know the direction they're gonna go with their guy that's the guy who get most of the reps so i think we'll see richardson Maybe week four, maybe week six, something like that. He'll be ready to go to get him up to speed. But week one, I don't see them throwing him out there to the wolves yet. I don't think because, I mean, the guy is still raw. You're going to see some, some amazing things he's going to do in practice because his ability is crazy. He's big. He's strong. He's a freak of nature. But with that being said, there's a lot of tinkering you want to do with these things before you put that product on the field. Week one, I don't see it. I mean... Gordon Mitchell was bought there for a reason. He knows the system. He knows the offense. That's the advantage that he has on this kid. And not only that, Gordon Mitchell is one of the, I think since uh, maybe 2019, he's one of, the, he's top five as far as like not turning the ball over. You know what I mean? Things of that nature, small things. So just calm down, relax. You're going to keep hearing these kind of news. You're going to hear next week, he threw the ball 80 yards. and He was on a rope. And this, you're going to hear all these good things, but this guy is not going to start right away. It happens all the time. No different than Lamar Jackson or any of these other studs that come out with these live arms and crazy ability. Give him some time to grow.
1: I agree. I agree in the sentiment of you can't go by May with even reps, right? Because even last year with Trevor Lawrence, C.J. Beathard was getting first team reps. And we seen what Trevor Lawrence went on to do last year. So it it don't matter who get what reps as far as mini camps and OTAs and things You know what nature. Joe, that's
0: the perfect um perfect example cuz CJ Beathard was in the 49 er system. He's a ve- CJ Beathard and Minshew are, are two peas in the same pot as far as situational. No, it's I don't disagree sounds. with
1: that. I, I was just pointing out that he that he was getting reps with Trevor Lawrence cuz he they was both on the team together last year and mm-hmm. they was both getting reps during mini camp. As far as Anthony Richardson, what I want to say is like I think it's a benefit. We also like again take. Let's look at what happened with Trevor Lawrence, right? He was married to OC, a passing game coordinator, and uh, and his head coach, Anthony Richardson is married to his QB coach, Jim Bob Cooter, and Same section I don't care if he's getting. I don't. I don't want him to get all this first team reps like that. I need this guy to learn to van to some part of what Vander is saying. I'm more focused on him learning the game, similar to Trevor Lawrence when he got away from Urban Meyer to getting under Peterson. I feel like there's no news in May, June, July. Hit me up in August because I will agree with Vander to that point. From now to then, we're going to hear everything good under the sun about all these players that we just seen uh, go, and it's highly touted and all these different things. But, well, I'm not going to make an exception, but what I will like to kind of point out, we can talk about how raw and all these different deficiencies he had in college he was one person that I can say, and this is having Lamar, Josh Allen. Because following what happened, we've seen a noticeable difference from the end of college season to the combine, a difference from uh, that to the, his pro day. This kid is going to eventually get it. Will it be week one? I highly think so. I highly think so. I like we. I, I don't care who Mincy was to Philadelphia, whomever. Again, like I like to listen to beat. Not even to beat writers. I will go to. Listen to these teams' interviews and all the press conferences because it's all on YouTube, public information. Ursay said a thousand times from after the regular season to now he wants a rookie quarterback, rookie quarterback, rookie quarterback, rookie quarterback. And then once they drafted him, he ain't stopped talking about this kid since. It ain't Ballard's decision. It ain't, they hired, and that's one of the parts, too. That's the only reason why they went after Setcher. They got him because of what he did with Herbert. His rookie year, what he did with Jalen Hurts, period. So I, I don't really care about why Minshew there. Minshew is going to be a good mentor to the system, but Ursa made it clear this this is his guy. The only reason why he bought section was to mentor a young quarterback. So I think it's it's going to roll how it's going to roll, but I'm not going to follow the like the the stuff in shorts. Like I think we got to temper that, but we got to look at the company he's in keeping with with Jim Bob Cooter, same session, he's going to get coached up and he's going to work – they're going to work on some of those deficiencies and correct some of those things. And then going into camp, I think they got – you know, I think it might even – oh, Panthers, real quick. I'm sorry, guys, to take up too much time. In the Panthers, we saw all of them taking first-team reps. It'd be two two practices or one practice. They'll just alternate. The morning practice, it'd be this guy afternoon practice. I could see that being – the case going into the rest of mini minicamp OTAs, but you have to get his kid every rep by training camp. That's the only tell. If he gets those majority reps during training camp, that's their guy.
0: Russell Wilson came in the OTAs looking lean and healthy, looking like he has a bit of a chip on his shoulder, and he knows that he has a job to do. I, I, he, he may be playing for his career at this point. I don't think that he would have an issue getting a different job or another job elsewhere. I know they've already said that if it doesn't go right this year, they kind of have it set up where they can kind of move on and it not hurt the team too bad after this season. But it's going to be interesting to see the turnaround. Um, We normally don't see a vast improvement as far as statistics are concerned in year one of a new offense. But last year, as far as offense was concerned, was so – adverse as far as Denver output was concerned that you can't help but go up I'm hoping that Russell and uh, Sean Payton can be on the same page and he can see some continued success but how high of a percentage would you give it as far as it being likely that uh he kind of goes back to the old Russ or was that just a system product and a system that he's no longer in
2: no I think he'd be fine I mean think about it this past year he had a horrible coach Hackett, which i spoke on this you know what i'm saying when it was going down you know what i'm saying like a guy that didn't have a resume as far as being a play caller in this league being good at it whatever so he gonna have a guy sean payton who has a resume think about the comparisons over the years from breeze to wilson used to be used to be one of the big comparisons those two guys so now he has his new drew breeze and, um, I, I think he's going to be fine. I think we're going to see a better Russ this year. He, like you said, he comes back. He's in shape. Um, and and Sean Payton don't play games. That's one thing about him. He's people think Belichick is rough. He's a pretty rough rider himself. Uh, so this team, all that. Um, you have your own office and all that kind of stuff. All oh, that's out the window this year. It's going to be a new <laughs> a new game in uh, in Denver. So I think Russ is going to be actually pretty good this year.
1: I'm I'm undecided. I think Hackett's head coaching was terrible. Like he could not hold a team. But as far as play, Russell Wilson was garbage. Because you know I'm one of them people. I'm sure we all we all do it at this point. We all love fantasy. After the games go off, you wait to a couple days. You go on NFL.com. You watch the, the replay of the game. You're like, oh okay, yes. And that was Russell Wilson for me every week until what was that? Like week ten. Like you said, now accountability is in the building. I think that's the biggest defining part. Will he play to that? I think he got the right one because Sean Payton going to get you that rope. You know, I think you know the biggest part of Russell's success is that he played in the same system from NC State all the way through his time with Seattle. The terminology, everything was just gift wrapped for him. Then he came to the realization: Oh, it's real adjustments. I got to really play into learning a new scheme, being, you know, living up to this this paycheck I wanted, this 230, all this money, I got to live up to it and learn a new system. The boy crashed. He couldn't do it. He couldn't hack it. But Peyton is going to build around him. I think Peyton is going to put him in positions to play. It's not going to be the defense fault because they still could have won some of those games. I think it was less than the margin of some of those games was less than a touchdown, many of those games. So I think it's going to be highly competitive. It's up to Russell. I think he's going to be obviously better than last year, but I'm not going to say he's going to come full circle. I got to see it because he he was garbage last year.
0: So this isn't really fantasy news, but it definitely is far-reaching sports news. So we'll uh, give our two cents on it right quick. But it looks like Fox has decided to buy out Shannon Sharp and he's no longer going to be on Undisputed. I don't know if this means that he'll still be a part of that network, but it's really only two networks to speak of. He's either going to be on Fox or ESPN, but it's looking like they're about to buy him out of his contract as far as being partners with Skip Bayless on Undisputed. So that's going to be interesting, whether or not he just gets his own show and then has a you know, you know, know, somebody else as far as being his co-host or if he'll switch up networks or whatever's going to go on there. But that is huge sports news oh yeah i mean everybody's seen this coming a mile away yeah i thought it died down a few months ago i was like oh they're about to come to blows and then it seemed like they kind of you know but but it it never went away he just did what he had to do to be peaceful at work right. it's Basically, what it right.
2: and then i mean his club shay shay podcast is you know starting to take off uh, i think he has now over a million subscribers on youtube he's starting to get some of that youtube money and so now I think he's he's able to interview and talk to the people that he want to talk to. That having some success and also with him and Skip, you know, butting heads, I think the time just has come. Now, it's interesting to see what's next for him. Uh, I think, in my opinion, most people watch this show. I know it's Skip's show, but I think Shannon's a, a really big piece on why a lot of people watch the show. Um, Now, this could be a part where a time where ESPN swoops in. Wow, I mean, think about Shannon Sharp they and Steven. Should? They getting, a, getting nah, together? Nah, no. You know yeah, no. That would be prompt. No. That would be prime time television. Because it would that.
0: be, but I just they, don't want to see them two together.
2: But he could stay in his role because Skip, Sh- Sh- Stephen is going to play the same role as Skip.
0: Yeah, that does the show. The and, and, correct. But so, I think Shannon can run. I don't think he has to be the the one B. I think he can be the the guy and then who have whomever kind of play off of him
2: he could, but i mean if you really want to what's what's the biggest show at this point though like i'm pretty sure first take took some hits first the first
0: take probably still well because espn is the leader in sports talk that that puts their whatever their flagship show is as far as talk shows as, as the number
2: one sports talk show. yeah but they they took some hits. i mean espn look at all the cuts they're making there's a lot of people losing jobs. Which I don't think they like can that. bring
0: him on. They're trying to find money right now. No, no, I don't think no, 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 no.
2: They got money. I mean, look at my boy, the punter. He just got him like 80-some-odd million dollars from him.
0: Oh, but, but, but now he took a pay cut, though. I was reading that today. Like, he, he took less from them than he was making without being with them. So ah, we, I don't know. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's, just, that's what it is today.
2: Okay, well, he just signed an $80 million deal. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, so... I think it's money out there. It's just the way you depend, you know, depends on where you want to put it. I just think yeah. it would be prime time morning sports. If you got those two together, it'll be, it'd be crazy. I mean, of course, I think Shannon can hold on his own and debate with someone, but that'd be a pretty good debate show. I think with those two guys.
0: Shannon Sharp, give me Joy Taylor as the moderator and give me, let's say, what's my boy? He's on first take a lot. Not RC. Not um I think he was he was a cornerback. I, I
1: can't remember his name. Um he was a cornerback, kinda slender built guy. Um I know you um that dude. It's not right. Oh god. I know you talked about that. He was a little short guy, played in Denver.
0: It was it Denver? Man, it was either Denver or Detroit or somewhere. Is he on the show uh, now?
1: Or just yeah. Like- I forget his name but i know exactly who you're talking about he was a um he does an excellent job yeah.
0: and I, I i can't believe i can't remember his name at the moment but um golly what was what's I mean, Fo- not foxworth foxworth i think that is him i think uh, i think i think go. it's foxworth oh,
2: okay. like
0: if, if if you had someone like shannon being the one a and a foxworth or foxworth type being the one b and then a joy taylor who can hold her own even though she's she would be the, mo- or even have joy taylor as the 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 one b with shannon i think her and shannon would go together a whole lot better than she went with uh cowherd and yeah, have a, yeah. a different moderator uh you know between the two of them but i think that would be a fire show right there yeah um, i don't if, know if 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 him and
2: go- i don't know if him and fosworth will work only because they agree a little bit too much the reason why you see skip and shannon and stuff like that Stephen A and these other guys, like uh, uh, JJ Reddick, because they don't agree. One's got to play the devil's advocate. You know what I'm saying? And think, that's
0: why I think this show would be different. Like, like, if it's for something
2: me. like Cowherd, like if it's something like that,
0: then yeah, you know, that'd be cool. But I, I think that's kind of the, I think Shannon plays the role he plays because of Skip. Like, he would be more like a cowherd. And if I disagree with you, I disagree with you. But other than that, let's just have a conversation. Mm-hmm kind of like a i don't know if y'all listen to satellite radio or not but um adam shine kind of puts me into it, hell that, that speaking of that'd be another guy that um if, if you put him and shannon together with somebody like a joy taylor or something like that, i mean it's just a lot of options out there i, I kind of want to see a little bit of new blood versus you know uh, pairing them with stephen a but i can definitely see where you're coming from as far as that's concerned but just kind of want to see something a little bit different a little bit of a different dynamic even i'm your boy that is on what is the show that joy taylor is on right now with shady mccoy um the guy that's that leads that show yeah i are talking about um him and his brother are both in 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 broadcasting yeah and a former nfl player yeah um, yeah yeah but but somebody like him like like there's a few even a rc maybe like but there's a few different options out there but to get back to fantasy (laughs) uh going on over to the running backs brees hall there is optimism for week one actually the quote is robert Sala is very optimistic about the chances of hall being available for week one the devil's in the details on this one being available for week one just means that you didn't get put on the pup list Nowhere did he say that he's going to have any type of a workload that is going to be dependable or that he thinks he's going to be back to being himself by week one. So I think that that was a masterful way of him going about answering specifically the question that was asked. But I still wouldn't put all my eggs in the Beast Hall basket if I'm a fantasy owner, as far as the beginning of the season is concerned. Even if he, I mean, you know, people say he'd be ready by week one, it doesn't mean he's going to be a
2: full compliment. Running back by week one, he can very well still be eased in. I still think it's going to take him maybe uh, six, six weeks, six games. Let's say to t- to really get back up to speed with this type of injury. And if he by the starting date, so and if he's back by week one, I don't think you see uh, the breeze hall you want to see until maybe week six, between six right. to eight. You know what I mean? that so part. I don't really get caught up in the oh he'll be ready by week one. I don't really get caught up into that because I know. Him being ready doesn't mean he'd be on the field. Look at J.K. Dobbins. Last year, we went through the same thing. One of y'all might owe me some money off that or something. I mean, some wings. I think, I think it's Jose, but But um, anyway, same thing with J.K. i arguing about y'all last year. He wasn't ready. I mean, it's just one of them things. Like, yeah, he'd be ready by week one.
0: Nah. nah, that was Joe.
2: It was on the board somewhere, I know. Yeah, that was that was Joe. We,
0: we, were both, <laughs> we were both saying the same thing about Dobbins. Yeah, was, but Joe was beating yeah, the drum yeah, a little bit louder yeah, I was, than I was. Yeah, I was going hard about
2: Dobbins, Dobbins. I'm like, yo, you just not gonna, I don't see it. No, no,
0: no. You know what? Me and Joe both agreed on that. What was on the board wasn't Dobbins, it was Bateman. That Bateman would be no top it wasn't 15. Bateman. Yeah, well, I'm looking at the board.
2: Okay. <laughs> I, so what was it, that? So what was that bet?
0: That was a fifty dollar bet between you and Joe that Bateman would be top 15. But damn Bateman, Joe, you owe me be 50? dollars I don't think he ever played. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Joe, you owe me. Hold on, hold on. Joe, you owe me 50 bucks? The other bet was me and Joe had Trevor Lawrence over Tannehill. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm just owe, looking at owe, the board right him, now. Looking I, at owe all him, the, I owe him some you, had, so um, you got 20 bucks from Winford for yep. Christian Kirk um, not getting the 1,200 yards and 95 yep. catches. So that was twofold on that one. Yep. Um, I'm just looking at all the different uh, – that's that's the only thing that's on the board. I know we pinned some stuff to the our fantasy group. Damn, Joe, you owe me fifty dollars, man.
2: Baby, they play no games. I, I,
0: what you mean? They play I no
2: games. He played first four weeks. So he goes, what he supposed to be? He played. He, he played play five. He played six
0: games this year, man. <laughs> <laughs> was, was, was he top fifteen at the end of week six? When, when he What's the week? season? What's the season hey, to
2: get it done? That sounds like fifty bucks to me. I don't know about you. Say what you say. <laughs> I,
0: I don't remember the, de- the se- cause me, I'm very detail oriented. I-, I make sure whenever I make my bets, I let whoever's betting against me know. There was no, there this was no, if in- they play there was the no injury
2: <laughs> tag on that. There was none of that on that, man. Hey man, whenever you get opportunity, man, you gonna send that, you know what I mean? But let's, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was thinking, I was like, damn, I knew we had more bets out there, but we get to that boy thing later. And that's, and there it was, okay. But anyway, as far as the Brees Hall situation, I don't think he'd be ready week one per se. He may be healthy, but I don't. I mean, if he do play to be one of four carries or something like that, they're going to ease this guy in because this guy is the future for this right. team. So I, I wouldn't uh, get my hopes up. But, I mean, of course, in a Dynasty League uh, and your redraft leagues, I'm okay with him, but just look for him to do well on the back end of the season, not on the front end. I'm a
1: little bit of the opposite where I'm more like in redraft – I just got to take him at value. Like, I'm going to value him a little bit lesser than in Dynasty because, obviously, that's a – more you know, we got years with these guys or however long we we have them on our team. Uh, I agree. Like, I like with these injuries, honestly, particularly with ACL, is just like you can still play, but will you be 100%? Because to your point, it wasn't to J.K. Dobbins when he had got the scope that we saw more of him, you know, more to form, but that was the second – the third leg of the season at that point. Right. Um, it,
0: it took him having to go back out again and get cleaned right. up and come back.
1: I don't I don't I, I don't really take it like, you know, what I from experience now, I don't really take it like into account now. But I think what he's been able to do uh, really lends himself to being more in peak shape than before. We wasn't seeing J.K. running around this time. J.K. was still jogging during training camp. But all the hype was a training camp. He'll be ready. He'll be ready. Brees is running around the whole entire field, all you know, up and down, and it's not individuals. It's not him doing live drills like we saw. Javante Williams, I think he has a ways to go, but I'm not going to bake on him and redraft. I might value him a little bit less, let him slide a little bit, and then take him. But dynasty, you got to. I would value him the same uh, coming into this year.
0: David Montgomery had a little bit of, the, of a practice scare, uh, some type of a muscle injury. Ended up sidelining him. Montgomery's not a stranger to injury, so this kind of made my ears perk up just a little bit because I'm already very high on Jameer Gibbs as far as running back is concerned. And um, some people are looking at you know Beijing Bajan with Robinson and ATL as that guy. I really think that fantasy-wise, not necessarily talent-wise, because sometimes we confuse the two. I think Gibbs Gibbs may have a bigger opportunity. He definitely has a better offense. If he messes around and gets a lion's share type of a situation going on due to any type of a lingering injury, we know normally, as far as running backs are concerned, when we start dealing with, you know, lower extremity type stuff that that can kind of linger a little bit but obviously it's quite a bit of time before the season so montgomery has plenty of time to get back right but all of these reps that gibbs is going to have that montgomery won't be there for he's going to have the opportunity to kind of show that he has that spark if you will and although david montgomery is a bona fide running back he doesn't have that additional gear if you will that gibbs has so i'm looking at the Detroit backfield situation and monitoring that kind of closely.
1: Even with Devont, uh, David uh Montgomery being hurt, I still want to keep him on a, a, a snap count, probably give him about 20 to 25 touches. He can do it all. Like he can an inside runner. he's a zone runner, outside, it's, he's such a patient. Where you not like I, it's hard to see people this fast be so patient and decisive as a runner. It's not like he's a oh, I'm a scat back, and I want to dance around. Like, nah, he see a hole and he just hits it. I think, but it's invaluable like, for them to kind of not go the route with DeAndre. I feel like with DeAndre, he already wasn't, he was already, he came into the league injury prone a little bit, but they gave him so much touches and touches. Just, honestly, he just fell apart from value. And I think with Gibbs, he doesn't have any injury concern, but I would just, similar to Reggie. Remember like how they, they kind of use Reggie a little bit where it's like, you got he got 20, 25 touches, but he did a little bit of everything, and I can see that being Gibbs' role and, and flourishing. But we can't get it twisted. Like he can run, in, so he can run any gap, in my personal opinion, because he's that patient and decisive as a runner. Montgomery, he he might be a he might be like how Jordan Howard was, like after he went from the Eagles to Dolphins, where it's like he just out there. He you know he just he he gonna pass block a little bit. He might get a couple carries like. Montgomery playing for his 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 livelihood at this point as far as this contract.
0: Javante Williams is doing limited work at OTAs. Tony Pollard is taking part in OTAs as well. Coming back from his ankle injury, Josh Jacobs hasn't signed his tag yet. I don't know if this indicates that he may be a little bit closer to or leaning towards holding out or what, but I know that that may not be the best of signs again. We're talking about it being May. So maybe he says, if I don't get what I want, you won't see me until almost preseason time. Um, Maybe that's the angle that he's taking. I know a lot of these vets don't like dealing with the offseason programs anyway. So you have no obligation to be there if you haven't signed the tag yet. Or should we look a little bit deeper into the Las Vegas running back situation? I think him not playing will lose, what, $10 this year? Somewhere in that vein. But if he plays without a contract and he gets hurt this year in a contract year, he may lose a lot more than ten million.
2: Yeah, but how does this thing work out for guys like Le'Veon Bell and guys like that? Like, I don't think he'll leave any money on the board. I think eventually he'll get either they get a deal done. If not, he'll play under the franchise and just run it back again. Because let's not get it twisted. Josh Jacobs is this is newfound territory for him. His first couple years in the league. There Correct. Was, nobody was on the Josh Jacobs uh, bus this past year. He kind of had a breakout. Well, he did have a breakout season. I, I don't think he leaves that money out there. I think he'll play. You know, when it's all said and done.
0: I'm looking at him and Evan Ingram in kind of the same vein. Um, you pick the right year to finally stay healthy and show sure and prove, but you got to hit me up again before I give you a long term contract.
1: Yeah, and I think in his situation, um, it can work out one or two ways. He could pull Le'Veon, or he could just sit the first six games and come back and play the rest of the season. I mean, he, he, he in order for him to be the, technically a free agent the next year, I know the games have changed, but I know a few years ago, you had to play at least, uh, what was it? I think you had to play at least six games a few years ago for it to count towards the league year. I'm quite sure, it, it, you know, obviously with it being an extra game, it ain't going to be that much. I, it's going to drag out a long time because Josh, Josh Jacobs already said he doesn't see himself playing football well into his thirties, you know what I mean. He wants to kind of get in and get out, and still have a quality of life outside of football. So he's playing, you know, his last contract. And he t- he said it at the Super Bowl, like during the interviews. You gonna, you gonna, pay, you know, you want me to be Superman? You gonna have to pay me to be like Superman. And I think honestly, losing, you know, somebody like Derek Carr, losing somebody like Darren Waller, you know what I mean. The situation with Garoppolo, is he's like even more like you will to give me four hundred touches or close to 400 touches, paying my money, my guy.
0: I agree with you, because I think that took the loyalty to the team out of it. When he saw guys that were nothing but team guys get dealt, I think he was like, oh, okay, so if that's the game we're playing, then I, I know how to play this. Don't, don't come at me acting like you won't do to me the same thing that you did to those guys. So, yeah, I can definitely agree with you on that one. Wide receivers. Taquan Thornton of the New England Patriots is standing out right now in Patriots OTAs. Now, this is only important to me because Tyquan had a little bit of an injury on last year, and he's showing up with route running precision and pace to create separation in this Bill O'Brien offense. So there are a couple of younger guys in New England that I don't think we actually know the extent to which they can participate in a thriving offense because they've never had the opportunity to participate in said offense. Because thriving is not what we were on last year. So I'm looking to see how this ends up shaking out and who ends up being the go-to, if you will, as far as deep shots. Um, we know Juju's going to be the constant guy as far as going across the middle, slot guy, all that kind of good stuff. But if things go the way they could, this could be a huge leg up for one Matt Jones. Because if you got Juju, if you got Taquan, if you got your tight ends, you know we know what Stevenson is coming out the backfield. Um, he, he may get close to a place where, um, especially with dealing with or looking at the competition, you, you're going to be slinging the rock a lot going against the Bills, going against Miami, going against the Jets. Like you you can no longer just do this three yards in a cloud of dust and play defense type of a situation that Bill Belichick likes to do. You got to put up some points, and we have the right OC to attempt to do so. So I'm hoping Taquan Thornton can be a big part of that. But again, this is just OTAs. Traylon Burks, he's looking good at OTAs. Um, right now, he's looking like he may be Ryan Tannehill's favorite target, partially because Ryan Tannehill doesn't have very many targets out there. But uh, he seems to be uh, back on the right path after dealing with a issue last year with asthma and breathing issues. So that's another thing to look at. Chase Claypool isn't currently practicing. Um, He's been held out of practice with a soft tissue injury, so that's something to monitor there. Amari Cooper is back on the field from the abdomen issue that he was recovering from, so it's looking like he's going to be good to go. Jordan Addison is not practicing at OTAs. He has an undisclosed issue going on. Not exactly sure if this is going to be something that is over a long haul or if this is just a day or two out of practice, but that's something else to monitor because whenever you have a rookie – that isn't making camps that can definitely kind of, you know, make him take a back seat to a vet that is very much more familiar with the playbook and things of that nature. A couple other wide receivers, Calvin Ridley is, um, he's tearing it up in OTAs, but they're easing him back into the fold. Christian Kirk is good to go off of his knee injury. Tyler Boyd in the last year of his contract right now with Cincinnati, he showed up for voluntary practice now, kind of going into the other vein of the show, the other wide receiver that is kind of a standout right now in news, and we'll kind of look at a few different situations that he may find himself in and how we'll kind of how we feel that that change benefits or deters you from wanting to deal with other members of his prospective team. but, DeAndre Hopkins is kind of the new hot commodity, and right now there are rumors that he's going just about everywhere. So we'll talk about a couple of the teams that he may go to and how we think it'll kind of shake out. Um, There's another guy out there with Dalvin Cook, who um, right now we're not sure if he's going to end up staying or going, just depending on the money. There may be a couple of other guys that you guys have heard in the news that will kind of decipher what it would look like for them to be somewhere else and what their old team would look like without them. But DeAndre Hopkins is the main guy. The list um, right now you have Kansas City, Buffalo, uh, the Patriots, Houston. Hopkins just said himself that he would love to work with Hertz, so that puts Philly on the list. I'm not sure what their money situation is, but. And then there's some teams that just have the money and may try to go the route of, hey, this is your last contract. Come to us regardless of who you would prefer to receive the ball from. What are we looking at as far as Hopkins is concerned? Do you have an inkling where he may end up? And let's talk about, you know, kind of spitball a little bit about what it's going to look like for him and the other teams if he were to go to some of the places that are rumored. Joe, tell me how you feel about Hopkins in general and then let's start out with maybe if he ends up in a a Kansas City type of a situation and then we'll kind of go to a few different other teams that are currently in the rumor bill
1: this is one of the moves I'm really excited about I think it's really been a lot of different thoughts because like you say he's talking about he want to play for a quarterback he want to play for a defense but then you get an agent you know what I mean? I think that's where the game kind of changes. Like, he negotiated his last deal anyway. Why do you need an agent for it unless you want some money? So um, I think this is – I'm really excited about this. We know the quality of the player. We know, you know, he's one of the most stand-up guys in the organization, a, a great team player, and we know his body of work. We, we know he can still get it done. Um, I, I would love Kansas City. Um, To be honest, I think Kansas City, as far as like if he had to stick to his guns, I want to win. I want a quarterback. Why not Kansas City? I think Kansas City would be like a cheat code to him. I think sky's the limit with him in that situation. I think, um, though, they were able to really kind of scheme things open. They got one of the best quarterbacks in the business. And obviously they've had Kelsey this entire time. I mean, talk about really letting the football go again and really throwing it. Mahomes can get fifty five hundred yards easy this way. Like who's like he can be double triple covered on this man in court everything. We've seen him catch every pass imaginable. I think it really would shake out well. Like because to me, what's Scott Moore? You know what I mean? I like Rasheed Rice, but they if you get a real stud receiver, a bona fide the guy right now, without development, without all the theatrics, I think they they back to the Super Bowl. My personal opinion: all they need is the the guy.
0: So, Vander, what's your opinion right now on Hopkins and speak on the effects if he goes to Kansas City? And then, Joe, we'll be right back to you and we'll talk about what it'll look like if he goes to Buffalo.
2: I don't think Kansas City needs him.
0: I agree. Need (laughs) is a relative term, though, because, no, you don't need him, but you'd be better with him. But
2: would would you really? I mean, I'm not sure. I don't know, because Pam Mahomes is not a quarterback that really force feed targets. True. Um play like volume. I think Hopkins is kind of like a volume kind of receiver. Is he going to be okay with getting four targets a game? Because then now you got a whole other situation now as a deal in the building. You know, what I mean? you don't he, think he
0: gets slotted to that uh, Tyreek Hill situation? Like like as far as targets or as far as a, um, attempts and things of that nature, sir?
2: Not necessarily, but I mean, because Tyre, even Tyreek targets wasn't, you know, crazy sometimes. I mean, sometimes they just... I mean, Tyreek is an anomaly. He, he's a different... That's a whole different His skill set is quite different. He's he's in a lane by himself, right? But how many times have you watched a Chief game and there's seven different targets with catches? True. Like, like this is what Mahomes does. Uh, The only person that's, you know, going to really probably get theirs is Kelsey. And that's just the way it's designed. I just don't don't think – I mean, he's a good quarterback with a great receiver. Yeah, but I don't think he get Hopkins-like love if he go to
0: that team. Then why would you be screaming hurts? You really going to get love over there? It's already so, congested. So maybe that shows you that that's not where his mind is. He, several teams on his list are teams that he couldn't go there to be the guy. Maybe he wants to end his career as being more likely to go to the playoffs than more likely to be most needed. But he want to get paid. Like, you, can't, well, like, part it,
2: it, <laughs> you can't have it. That, that's what I'm saying. You can't have it all. It doesn't make sense. You can't go. You can't get paid, go to a contender, and play the really good quarterback. It's not going to happen because all the really good quarterbacks, that's the contenders, they – Cap strap, you know what I'm saying? I even heard the Cincinnati Bengals like, really? Like, they play where? Nah. You know
0: what I'm saying? Like, play what they got to pay Higgins and pay um the chase here pretty soon. So, well, I guess they could do it for a year, but
2: and play what and do what you gonna go
0: four wide now,
2: go to a Super Bowl because whoever, whoever
0: you're not doubling is gonna crush you. So, it depends on this motivation, I guess.
2: I think it's just be That's congestion. I mean, I think I, I really, to be honest with you. I don't know where he should go. I know the teams that – I think the Lions would be a better fit, teams like that, you know what I mean? Well, see, but.
0: I was about to say as far as Buffalo is concerned, the next team up, and, and, and Joe, you can um, speak on it, but with Buffalo, I think he'd be great because regardless of whether he's the 1A or the 1B, you got your choice between him and Diggs, not a whole lot after that, and I don't know that he would want to go to a team where he's the only guy. The next team that was kind of out there was Buffalo. Did we feel a little bit better about that situation than we would about a Kansas City
1: situation, Joe? That's the confliction for me is with Buffalo. Is it possible? No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think so. I mean, they really had to reconstruct their uh, team during the offseason to get under cap, and they pressed for it. I mean, but we've seen how numbers work to where – some if that's what he wanted to do for a year or two. I was yes. about to say. Yeah, we'll
0: give you all your money and convert it to a sign bonus. you you showed me how easy it is to manipulate the cap with that.
1: So just make it a sign bonus and keep it moving. But to Vanda's point, teams I, I kind of had on my list was like Atlanta, the Giants, Detroit, Tennessee, and Green Bay. Honestly, it's a money grab. I mean, you kind of look at his last contract towards the end of it, he was like in the tens, like he wasn't even in top the top ten as far as the average salary for at his position. I think that's you know he want to re- kind of get something. I think he's going to get a three to four year deal, somewhere about a hundred million, with a team that he can play. Get seventy of that at least in the first two years. The third to fourth year, kind of be team friendly and give him the opportunity to kind of this go back out there and get something else or be done with his career. I think that's the kind of move he is. So I think it kind of takes out the prolific teams like Vander was alluding to, like the Kansas Cities and. The Buffalo's, the Ravens, and stuff like that, and it really is some of these teams that's in the middle of the pack with cap space that can afford his services because he's still a hundred million dollar wide receiver, in my opinion.
2: I'm not sure if they Buffalo has the money. I think it's good. Actually, I think it's good in fantasy. I think it's good in football. But then, what does Stefan Diggs do? He's already a guy that's already complaining. So now you're bringing in D Hop. I think it's gonna get louder at this point.
0: I, mean, I think it'll be a little bit different because of the level of respect that they kind of have for each other in their craft.
2: Diggs think he's better than him.
0: <laughs> anybody at the top of their game is going to feel like they're better than the next guy. Right. But I don't think that he would feel slighted. Like if, if they brought in a Adam Thielen type, right? Obviously, we know he was pissed off when he was in Minnesota. with him. I don't think he would think that he's that much better than Hopkins, that Hopkins shouldn't get that particular target. If he only had one guy on him. And Diggs had two guys on him. So you mean but to I tell me? I think the dynamics would be a little bit different.
2: So you mean to tell me he's already pouting about targets, and then just because D Hop's there is cool because it's D Hop?
0: No, it'd be cool because you're winning. You they've have been, to get over they've,
2: the. They've been winning, and he's been he's been complaining when
0: they've been. No, winning. no, no. they've been winning regular season. The only way that you win is getting past Kansas City. Man. and You got to put up more points.
2: Wide receivers don't. You care can't about do that. it by
0: yourself. You can't.
2: Wide receivers don't care about that. They care about targets. It's not about oh we. I'm cool as long as we winning. No, these these top tier guys, the A Bs and all these top tier wide receivers, they're all the same. The divas. They want their targets. They're not okay with winning the Super Bowl and I only caught two balls.
0: That's fine, but their team was still trying to trade for Hopkins. So apparently, they didn't care about his feelings. That, that's so cool. what I'm, 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 I'm just saying.
2: <laughs> that's what I said. It may be good, you know, football wise. You know, it looks good and fantasy maybe look good for him, but. As and I think they're letting Diggs
0: go next year anyway to keep it a buck. So yeah. it may even make more sense yep. to go ahead and bring in Hopkins.
2: Yeah, but I mean he's who's 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 younger out of the
0: two. Well, no, it's not about younger. It's about if you were going to get rid of Diggs anyway. You don't want to be left with Gabe Davis as your number one. Just
2: saying. It's a solid fit. You know what I mean? It's a big arm quarterback, a quarterback.
0: What do you um, think about the Patriots? That was another team that was, you know, thrown out there as one of the teams that he may consider um also speak on Tennessee. I'm the only person they got is Burks and Burks would definitely be in the learning seat. Um, Could be favorable for Tennessee just to have a guy like that in the wide receiver room that they hope kind of recreate, if you will, with a Hopkins type in that of Traylon Burks. So what about those two teams? I
2: think the Patriots make more sense being that he already has a relationship with Bill O'Brien and also Bill Belichick loves him to death. You know, and Bill, he
0: wouldn't have to fight for targets. I mean, he would definitely right, be you know, the number one wide receiver going into right. it.
2: Yeah, I think Patriots make more sense. I mean, you know, Bill Belichick, he once he loves certain guys. Like these are the guys he goes up to before the games and talks to, single them out. And Hop is one of those guys. Like he really loves Hop.
0: Have you noticed though? We never get those guys. What's your boy? Ed Reed was one of those guys, and he ended up going to another team after Baltimore. We, we he, um, it's only a few teams that that Bill Belichick really raves. I mean, our players that he uh, Hopkins was one. Um Reed was one. There's a couple of linebackers that we didn't have the shot at because they stayed with their team. But
2: it, I noticed be, that we never be, really
0: get those guys that like him and he like them.
2: Yeah, it'd be hard, man. We will uh, trust. Me, we're not going to pay you know. people.
0: That's the problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to get a check and you don't win and hire the an agent, that means that now you're looking to get more than 10 million more than what you were asking for. Because that's about what you're going to have to get that agent. So you don't go get an agent unless now you're asking for more than what you were asking when you didn't have one. So th- that's the part that I think puts the Patriots in a vicarious situation. The Titans, on the other hand, they don't really have too many people to pay. Money wouldn't be a problem with them. But you got on that situation, Joe.
1: I honestly think with uh, Patriots played as of late, they don't really need like that that guy, like that, that bona fide guy. I, you I mean, think, honestly.
0: as of not winning as of
1: late, because if like we keep the last doing time, what we
0: have done, then ain't nobody gonna have a job
1: here pretty soon. Like the last big name, elite kind of wide receiver, I I look to off the top of my head would have been Randy Moss. Like that's the last guy I remember. Correct. Like. But you got to remember, we didn't
0: need the elite wide receiver because we had the otherworldly quarterback. We ain't got that no
1: more. Yeah, but look at the other weapons and investment. Like, you got Gaseki, you got Hunter uh, Hunter Henry, you got Devontae Still, you got Juju, you got – you know, I keep going. I got, like, 12 receivers right now yeah, team currently. I just think, like, how it's so – it's not one person specific. It's, it's just dink and dunk. It's more methodical of an offense. You don't need to insert a guy of his caliber now. Tennessee, on the other hand, need that difference maker. Does Traylon? Can Traylon fill the shoes of an AJ Brown? Possible, but that we don't live in possibility. If you a team that's trying to change the direction and complexity of a team, I definitely believe
0: he, Tennessee needs him more than the Patriots.
1: He need, exactly. He they they need him, and I think they probably honestly, be willing to pay him
0: more too because of that need.
1: He get he he can write his own check going to a team like 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 we just alluded to the Detroits, the Tennessees, even the Green Bay. I think they definitely can fill a void by getting a player his character.
2: I think a dark horse would be the New York Jets. Reason yeah. being that they did try to get Odell Beckham. He True. was he was in the eleventh hour. He's about to sign with the Jets and then Baltimore came in and swooped them up, you know. They got money somewhere. When they, if they're trying to sound the Odell And they're looking for receivers Because they somewhere. ain't
0: giving Rodgers nothing until next year
2: Correct, so I would look at A surprise team would be for me uh, would be the but, New York Okay, Jets.
0: so how does that work If if he's looking for targets Because is Garrett Wilson just going to be put on the back burner At that point then Or I mean I mean, no,
2: they, I mean they're, they're,
0: they're, There's some two, receivers
2: there already But those, those would be the two that would succeed We've seen two receivers succeed in many areas I mean, many places Look at Chase and Higgins like You can get two guys to do extremely well. 2,000-yard receivers, Roddy White, Julio, you know. Uh, you can get two guys. So I think Hopkins and there's enough targets for both of them, to be honest with you. Okay. That would be <laughs> crazy. No.
1: I can make that happen on my Madden, but as far as, like, you know, I think with o, o, the reason why that thing with OBJ situation was everybody was trying to give him about $6 million or so, like, a little more than the league minimum for how, as many years he accrued in the league. He like, nah, I want X amount of dollars. It became a, a monetary thing. The Jets, even though with um, taking less money as far as the like, money off the cap, it's not as big as what people think it is. Because a lot of that stuff was like bonuses and things that would have to be paid out before the league year. So it wasn't like, oh, they saved – 40 million off the cap, for example, just throwing out a random number. It's like, oh, we had to pay him come June or come whenever. Let's take that money that we're supposed to pay him and, those, and push it into another year back. It wasn't, it, they saved a little bit of money off of the cap, but it's not to say they got enough to go out and fill a whole bunch of needs. They were also doing it because the signees and things that's coming up in the future that they wanted to move some of the, his contract cuz he had let me take also go back also too. He had a lot of clauses that like at like kickers. So, they had a lot tied until 2023 and 2024 that it be both of those become guaranteed at this number. It, it was a really crazy contract. I wish like I got, like that could be a whole episode his contract. But a lot of his um incentives and kickers was tied to 2023, 2024 and it was for a grip So what they did is just took that and pushed it into the next year and saved them some money, but also guaranteed that he was going to get all his money and then a little bit extra. So it's good on paper, but it didn't really free up cap to go and say, you can
0: get a receiver. If that makes sense.
1: And let's round out the
0: show with our thoughts on Dalvin cook. What's his best landing spot and what's his ceiling. If he is to land there right now, a couple of the spots are Miami Buffalo was on that list. There could be some dark horses, but as far as rumors are concerned, um, those were the guys on the list. So his list is quite a bit shorter than that of Hopkins. Um, is there another situation that you could see him going to that would kind of work out better than the rumor, or is this a situation where he's kind of better off staying at home?
2: There's a lot of places. I mean, it depends if a team wants that one to come in and be three down guy, or somebody want to come in and spell for carries and things like that. Man, there's just so many different. I can I can name a number of things. For instance, uh, the Bengals, they can cut Joe Mixon and bring in Cook. I mean, do you miss a beat at that point as far as that? I, uh, I think
0: they're pretty comparable as far as talent is concerned. I think he'd be great in that offense, actually.
2: You know, that's, that's one that no one sees coming. You still got teams like, I think that. The Dallas Cowboys could still be in the market True. for a running back because Pollard is not a guy that's going to take on three hundred carries or nothing like that in a season.
0: I uh, still can, think they're they're gonna bring back Zeke once they once he decides that he understands that his value is not what he thought it was gonna be. But I mean, even then, like why? Because that's what Jerry Jones does. And Zeke was one of his guys. I guess. I'm not saying it makes the most football sense. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying that would be the most Jerry Jones type thing.
2: I think that would be sweet. You know, Davin Cook playing the Zeke role is, Correct. is, is, is yeah. amazing. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. Um, and then
0: Pollard as the change of pace? Right. That'd be stupid.
2: Right. right. I mean, there's, there's so many different places he could go. You know what I mean? So,
0: how would you feel about him ending up maybe in New Orleans if New Orleans decided to move on from um, July, is when Kamara is supposed to have his court date? We'll know how much of a suspension and hell. It may be a situation where this isn't a one day thing. And the season has already started and they aren't going to give a determination on how they feel about it until the court case is completely over. So maybe Kamar doesn't miss a beat this season because he ends up getting suspended next season or even worse. There's a continuation to whereas it's now closer to your playoffs and he was showing and proving and you were dependent on him for this season. Um, that's two of the reasons why he, he probably won't be on my – either one way or the other, he's going to end up kicking in the behind. Yeah. So I, what about I, a, a New Orleans situation?
2: Um I'm not sure if I like him in New Orleans, um, considering what they have and the situations they got going on. I'm not sure if it makes sense. I think another team out of the ordinary, well, out of the, you know, kind of out of a place nobody's thinking about would be the Kansas City Chiefs. That's another team that down cook would be crazy on there. I know that a lot of people – Screaming Pacheco, but this gives us another time to you know sit back and let Cook do his thing. So
1: I was thinking Jacksonville would be a a good spot. Let's all be real. Dalvin only got two more years at his current level where he at now. Like I think he has two Pro Bowl years left in him. I think Jacksonville would be the perfect spot. Etienne is a phenomenal talent. I think that duo is would be phenomenal because. Etienne, he still has played wide receiver. He's been in a – he's been, you know, even at the times with Urban Myers, Myers, even into the transition to Peterson, he's played wide receiver a little bit. But Dalvin, I think, really brings that three-down prowess to that offense, whereas ETN, it was just like, yeah, you trying to get them little them little baby yards. We know Dalvin, he's somebody he can turn, you know, two yards and a six, you know, two yards to eight, 12 yards just because how decisive and physical he is. As far cause I think again, I really think it's more money dependent and everything else. I think Denver could take a crack at him. Like with like to our same points, Javante, I don't think this year will be a hundred percent similar to when to having somebody like Melvin Gore, where they pay him that's actually his, a uh, yeah, I like that.
0: That's actually a valid point. I think yeah,
1: before they paid Melvin uh Melvin Gordon like seven and a half million a year a couple years mm-hmm. ago before they gave him two and a half. I'm not saying that. I think Davin can get closer to 10 million with incentives and different other things. But give them a a three down running back. Javante still going to be the guy when healthy, and I think that'd be a good duo to win some games with this season. Are
0: there any other guys that are on the Joe, trade block, if you will? I
2: would say, well,
1: not necessarily
2: trade block, but maybe even cut block. Oh, well, yeah, that too, or free agent. Joe Mixon. I mean, I think that's something everybody kind of forgetting about, but. I mean the Bengals, they don't have, it seemed like they don't have much depth or experience at a running back behind Mixon. Um, but they do got Trevion Williams, they like got Chris Evans, they got the guy Chase Brown, who probably gonna yeah. leapfrog these guys I just named. Um, however, Cincinnati would save uh 10
0: million. You know what I'm saying? By cutting. Them. I don't think they're cash strapped at the moment. And the fact that the coach well, and the OC have come out and said, "Nah, we, we know the situation, and he's our guy at least for this year." I think that kind of shut down some of the steam behind that he might get cut conversation.
2: Okay, and this is my rebuttal. That be this: given that the team nearly 25 men in cap space, Joe Burrow about to get paid, <laughs> T. Higgins about to get paid, Jamar about to get paid. Let's go,
0: but not this year. So I think that's why they would let it ride this year. I think mean, Burrow would get. I, I think
2: Burrow would get a check before the the season start this year. You think so? Yeah, they already be talking about it. I don't think
0: so. Um, don't, they already been talking I, I about it. Cause this is his fourth year, right? He got he he still got the fifth year to go, or is this his fifth year?
2: No, this isn't his fifth year. But you want to get so it? They gonna
0: pay him two years early?
2: Paying the quarterback is like filing for divorce. You want to be the person that do it first. You don't want to be on defense, so you gotta pay. I feel you,
0: but how many quarterbacks have gotten paid two years early recently?
2: I think Mahomes got paid before his con before his contract was over, didn't he? But it wasn't two years though.
1: The thing is, when you like a second round pick and lower, you can negotiate before the contract is even over. Typically, how it works out is that they can pay you. um Well, wait a
0: minute, Burrow was uh, he was a second round pick.
1: No, well, I'm just I'm just saying, like you know, as far as negotiating earlier, it's with the players that's going in the second round or further. With well, first round picks it usually carries over until the fifth year option,
0: and then sometimes after that a, a franchise tag year. But I don't I don't think we've seen a guy a, a quarterback I'll say get paid two years early. It's just I that's a lot of money that you that you mishandle if you do it that way.
1: Now, end of this year, like end of this uh, league year, I think he's going to get paid. Like after this season, I don't think he goes into I, March I think, without a new contract.
2: I think he's going to get paid this year. I really do. I think they want to be ahead of the curve because, the, like I say, the person at the back is going to lose more money if they if they mess around and let Herbert or one of these guys go first. He's going to really kick him in the balls on this time. You know what I'm saying? Like go ahead and make him the highest paid now, and then eat that, and then you're going to end up paying more if somebody else going in front of him.
0: Or you, do, but, you So you make it as an extension instead of a new contract so you still have your two years left where you still are paying him like a rookie, but he knows his money is coming and it's already guaranteed for 2025, I guess. That's the only way I would do it.
2: Well, there have been some reports that – I mean, there have been some reports he's going to help him get one of those Mahomes-type contracts. I mean, like a seven-year, okay. like a one of them. That's changeable whenever it needs to be. Right. I got you. So got you. That makes th- th- sense. there's been there's been there's been some talk of him
0: getting paid.
2: I, I think it's gonna happen sooner than later. Uh, and that it, may
0: be the new norm. That that's sort of a contract, so that yeah. way teams have a lot more maneuverability.
2: Yeah. So th- I'm I'm hearing then active then active contract extension talks like
0: now.
1: Huh? Yeah, but I think a player has pedigree. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get a contract now for then Herbert to jump that number. And I got the most statistics to this point and the most playoff wins. I if you mean me, from, I, the I, like, like,
0: right, like, from the player you side of you, like, like, you know the trick it. that like, they about to try to play, and nah, I ain't <laughs> playing that. Go ahead and let me hold off until I see the. I, but that's both sides of
1: that though. Yeah, I, I can see that because more in line, Herbert can you can definitely see Herbert getting signed before freaking Burrow because Burrow going. I think Burrow can get upwards of three hundred million just considering like his playoffs wins and everything he's done to that for that uh, organization in just three years, man. The
0: other thing I think about the Cincinnati situation, why I don't think Burrow will get paid this year. I don't think they're going to pay him until they make a decision on T. Higgins, and I think T. Higgins could actually be on another team this time next year, and that's how they get the money to be able to give Burrow what they feel he deserves. Because yeah. I don't see them being able to pay. Matter of fact, Chase going to be up for contract too. I don't. I don't see them being able to pay well, Higgins, Chase, he, and yeah, Burrow.
2: I didn't remember this conversation I was having. This y'all it was on my head. Uh, weeks back, months back, whatever you're going to call. And I was trying to tell you the same thing. All three of those guys are not going to get paid. It's just not going to happen. And I think Higgins is going to be the the odd man out. I've been trying to tell you all that. Like, because think about it. Jefferson is about to get paid. So this, like all these things are connected. So it's not just your own team. It's guys around the league. And when Jefferson get paid, he's going to be the highest paid non-quarterback of all time when that happens. Correct. You know what I mean? So then Chase going to come up and be like, "Hey, if I can't beat that, I better be a dollar short." You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> right. And, and then so this thing is going to get it's like, "I mean, look at look at Tyreke. He's already at 30 million. So we yeah. think Jeff we think Jefferson going about to get 33? Probably right around there, yeah. Yeah. And then Pretty Chase going to say, "Well, I got to get me at least 31 somewhere in there." I would So be. so you're going to pay Burrow 60 and him 30. You can't have 90 million. Caught up in two. That's what I'm saying. Like Higgins is out. He's gonna be. Out you
0: got to play with them contracts. You got to be a mastermind GM <laughs> to even attempt to keep up. But then that, that's why we know Mixon gonna be gone because ain't ain't no hope for them to keep him. that. That
2: that's what I'm saying. Him being cut now will save them that ten million. I mean, it's it's not. I'm not saying it's a whole lot of money, but it's something because they did draft a think, quarter. They, they did they did draft a running back in this draft.
0: Yeah, I think they're more interested this year though in going for the gusto with all the guys versus kneecapping themselves and they aren't at the cap limit just yet. Now next year, somebody got to get it. Somebody got to go. It, it, it is what it is. But I think that they feel that this year could be their Super Bowl year if everything kind of fleshes out the right way. So that's right. the other thing that I'm looking at with that as far as you, you don't want to take a L personnel wise uh, this far into the off season. Now, if they had to cut them early and they, you know, That may have been a little bit different, but I I think they're going to keep the game together just this year because they know the cuts they're going to have to make as of next year. Mm -hmm. But um, we'll definitely know pretty soon because the next time that you hear from us will be after several of those June 1st cuts are made. So we should have some pretty exciting news. um, One would think going into the next couple of weeks, we'll also have more injuries with OTAs and things of that nature, but we are looking forward to talking about all of it. And that pretty much wraps it up for this week. We'll catch you again on next week. Until then, we out.